Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Come one, come all, it is Super Mega Cast, and we are back. This is the 16th episode, and it is the last, no, it's September 1st. So, there is a big topic that has just dropped as of today. A little bombshell that just... Yeah, and it's not technically new. Um, well, part of it is, and the actions being taken are new. Uh, it's the to talk about, yeah, though. It's, it's the YouTube uh, Terms of Service stuff. Um, regarding demonetization of videos. So basically, um, as a lot of you have probably heard, what what YouTube has started doing is, as of, I, I think, um, the 31st of August, I believe they started to... Of 2016. Of, of 2016, and after Christ. Um, YouTube has started demonetizing videos that are, um, quotes, advertise that are not advertiser friendly not advertiser advertiser non-friendly unfriendly yeah whatever the term is so basically youtube has dropped this bombshell saying that listen up if your content is not advertiser friendly we're not going to let you monetize it which you know to a lot of people that you know don't work on youtube you know most viewers that don't you know make youtube videos they're they're like, okay, well, what's the what's the big deal? Why why should I care about this? And you can even go as far to even say, this stuff has been in the terms of service for a while now. Why is it now getting the attention that it's getting? It's out out of the blue. YouTube suddenly like started enforcing it, and then on top of that, just announced publicly like, oh yeah, we're doing this by the way. Like just like we're we're starting now, and it's it's got people really freaked out for for several reasons. Mainly because the the biggest thing is. It's it's a form of it's it's not exactly censorship. It, it well it is censorship, but it, it's 
It's like because you can't really complain freedom of speech because that deals with the government um, infringing on your rights of freedom of speech, and this and uh, YouTube is a business, so technically, it's not really infringing on that right. It's just as a company making decisions that right. are beneficial to that certain company and the money it brings in for itself. And you can still upload, you know, like here's the thing: you can still upload videos about, you know, controversial subjects or or whatever, but. YouTube's just saying, okay, well, you can't monetize them. They're not advertiser friendly, so you can't make money off of them. And why? Are, and uh, some of the reasons have been listed. Uh, you know, vulgar language. Yeah. Let me pull it up so I can read off. Here's the list of uh, you know the content that is quote unquote considered inappropriate for advertising. Uh, I'm just going to go down the list here. Uh, sexually suggestive content, including partial nudity and sexual humor. Um, well, like I get the nudity thing, but sexual humor, you know. Pretty much every every popular it's open ending. It's open ended. It's very Very general. And as you will notice, as I go down this list, these are very general and bland statements. And we will make a point addressing that after we go through uh, these points. Uh, The next one is violence, including display of serious injury and events relating to violent extremism. Now that could be, you know, gang violence, regular murder violence that you see on Live Leak, but that could also deal with discussing. Or newsreel showing topics such as ISIS, extremism, or any other type of widespread uh, extremism linked with terror. Yeah. Um, And then we have inappropriate language including harassment, swearing, and vulgar language, which every YouTube channel is breaking. And here's the thing. They're not taking action on every channel on YouTube. They haven't really really been enforcing this to the T. Yeah, and and if they want this as like a solid term of of service then then why are they only enforcing it on certain people who they seem to not like you know yeah and then uh, another one is a promotion of drugs and regulated substances including selling use and abuse of such items um sure uh that's that's okay you don't want to promote certain types of drugs or whatever you know you're not gonna make a youtube video like hey guys i'm selling drugs here's uh, how to make uh, heroin which i'm pretty sure that's out there yeah it's definitely out there um, or how to obtain heroin, blah, blah, blah. How to make meth? Oh, yeah, the fun, the fun, uh, breaking bad quandary. And, bake. and now this is the one that I believe was either recently added, or if it was, if, if this last point was actually addressed earlier in the TOS, it's the it's, it still holds as the big one and the one that I find, and I believe that Matt will also finds, uh, more problematic, um, it's content that is considered inappropriate for advertising are uh, controversial or sensitive subjects and events, including subjects related to war, political conflicts, natural disasters, and tragedies, even if graphic imagery is not shown. Controversial or sensitive subject matter. Um, subjective. That's all subjective. Very, very open-ended and very, very general. That yeah, and so 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 that's the big that's the big scary one because basically. Um, controversial subjects, things that are controversial, they can be completely subjective on who they're controversial to, you know, who, who is sensitive to what topics. As we've seen on Twitter recently, I don't agree with this person that they banned, but they did ban him for having a difference of opinion, not just having a difference of opinion, but voicing his opinion, whether it be obnoxious or not. It's Twitter with Milo Yiannopoulos. I believe, honestly, that it was wrong to permanently ban him. I do not agree with what he said. I thought it was stupid what he said and dumb. But if we are to hold up the the kind of facade of freedom of speech, then why are people such as the Westboro Baptist Church um, in line 
uh, on Vine and stuff like that. I didn't mean to make that rhyme, but like, why why do they have their own Vine? Why do they have their own socials? Like, oh, but because they're protected by freedom of speech, um, and it's a re- their religious right. But yeah, but if, if I don't agree with it, then shouldn't it go away? Or if a big head corpse somewhere doesn't agree with it, then shouldn't it go away? Of course, it shouldn't go away. It's freedom of speech. It's disgusting. No matter uh, what side you might be on. But the fact of the matter is that people have the right to express their opinions, whether you believe or deem them wrong or not. Right. And, and I mean, that's one of the beautiful things about the Internet is it's kind of a place where, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from unless you're from like, you know, China or North Korea mm-hmm. or you can, you know, the Internet's like a big open, you know, field where you, you can go and express your opinions even if they're different from people and, and you can, you know, share your thoughts, your opinions, because it's a massive, you know, free platform for people to do that. And that's one of the big problems right there is that Twitter and YouTube are now socially in this technological age of Internet. You know, this is the Internet boom is that these main sources of people expressing their speech and stuff, it is being tampered with. It yeah. is. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. And, and, you know, it's not like it's the government doing it, but it, but it's 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 these massive corporate. Uh, I sound like conspiracy theorist. It's these massive, you know, Internet moguls that you know, control like the online entertainment industry that are basically, you know, saying like, okay, you said this, we don't like that. And, and I believe that, okay, you know, if, if you're, if you're legitimately saying something that is like out of hatred and you're saying something that is invoking other people to commit acts of hatred or violence, then maybe that, yeah, that, that probably should be taken down. But when, when people are expressing their opinions and voices and just because someone high up in Twitter um, or YouTube mm-hmm. doesn't agree with your opinions, whatever they are, um, they should not be, you know, taken down. Not to mention also the hypocrisy that's going on. You know, uh, Google uh, protested against uh, SOPA and which which had the guidelines basically saying certain sites would be it would be at fault for it's uploaders or community uploaders, you know, just regular people from their um, consumers, from their consumers' actions, and that was a very broad point, and it had, and it would have the ability for them to take down YouTube or other uh, websites, uh, depending on, you know, oh, I didn't agree with this, so like YouTube and you know, well, Google and other uh, websites became very scared of this general statement that could, 
you know, really affect their business. And now they're enacting, or at least they have enacted, and now it's coming to light, these very bland uses of silencing people, or at least maybe they're not banning them yet, but they are... Taking, like, baby steps towards that. Yeah, they are taking away the ability for them to monetize their videos, and since a lot of people have now made this a form of income and a job or career, it's very detrimental to content creators, or it could get very detrimental. Absolutely, and and I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, these gradual, because this is not the first time in the past, you know, half a year that YouTube terms of service have been something widely talked about, because... This is not the first time YouTube has recently changed their terms of service to something that people have not agreed with. And and it's like they're slowly doing it more and more and more to things that people don't like. And um, earlier today they said, this isn't a new policy, it's just making it easier to see if you do get a video flagged and demonetized, why it happened. Which I, I didn't know that that was an issue before this. Um, yeah. They said... In quotes, our policy of demonetizing videos that are not advertiser friendly has not changed. You know, they said they're, you know, always working to improve monetization and everything and help partners build strong businesses on YouTube. They're doing all they can to address frustration that they hear from uh, partners. And the but, big thing is they're they? saying it, it, it's, it's helping people know why their videos are demonetized. But I, I didn't know that that was a common problem of YouTubers having their videos just demonetized and like, why did this get demonetized? I haven't heard of that before. Yeah, and, and talking about them trying to calm down people's frustrations, um, I feel like they're doing the opposite. Uh, Philip DeFranco has the uh, Philip DeFranco show, Philly D, um, and uh, he said as of now about over 40 of his videos have been demonetized and he's actually addressed them. And some of them have been it what looks like to have been I'm demonetized for false reasonings, and you would assume that, you know, these are bots doing it, you know, with tagging or due to the subject matter in the video. And YouTube is not willing to relinquish the claim that the bots have made. The the final ruling, I guess, that they have made on uh, his videos. So when you would pretty much almost kind of like feel like a company should be going out of its way to kind of, you know, hose down the fire... Um, to not fuel it, they are fueling it. They are not taking the proper steps to um, kind of suppress people's anxiety about this decision. And I feel like being vocal about it is important because it's important for them to talk about it honestly and not so generally, just as something that had almost affected them might have ruined their business. Why are they letting something so general, general potentially affect the business of the people that have brought them so much success. Yeah, and and absolutely. And I remember like the kind of the first I heard about this was a few weeks ago. I remember hearing something that if you had um, the word ISIS in your video title, description, or tags, your video would not be able to be monetized. And so, so this was the first I, I've ever heard of people's videos not being monetized um, because of like any any sort of reason so you know it which I, th I think this is dumb because if you have isis in your video title it's probably because you're reporting some sort of news or discussing isis isis is not going on youtube and making recruiting videos like hey guys uh come join isis um you know, make sure to subscribe to our youtube channel youtube.com slash isis we also have a gaming channel isis plays <laughs> we also have a makeup channel <laughs> and an unboxing channel. <laughs> so basically, uh, like right now, I just saw on Twitter that Scarce had uh, several of his videos demonetized 
because like the titles were um, about the whole Marina Joyce thing. Remember when uh, the whole Marina Joyce scandal happened and people there was the speculation like what if she is there's the whole thing she's been kidnapped by ISIS and being forced to make these videos. Um, kind of a kind of a silly idea, but just because he had the word ISIS in his description and title, they said that your videos are not uh, approved for monetization. And then one of his other ones was kid trick shots at McDonald's. Phase Rain responds. PewDiePie versus Ask a Gangsta. That was demonetized. And then um, I think one of the shock, most shocking ones that was demonetized was Philip DeFranco. What was the title of the video? It was like it was uh, it was. Uh, let me find it. Hold on. Uh, the title of the video was leaked video of SJW losing it blows up in her face. Um, now this may be coincidental. But, Matt, I think you were about to bring up the fact that just like Twitter, there seems to be maybe a slippery slope kind of deal going on, even though that term gets eyes rolling and gets people all yeah, all huffy and puffy. But basically, it does exist. Like, he, he, here's what I'm saying, is basically, um, the, the people like, like YouTube and Twitter are, are known for being very social justice- very big social justice advocates. Well, at least now they're coming out to be, especially Twitter with their new, uh, what's it called? It's their Council new- of, of Elders? Yeah, they're <laughs> whatever it is. Led by Anita Sarkeesian. <laughs> it has Anita Sarkeesian in it. So let me, so can, can we just point that out real quick? That it has a, you know, social, you know, social justice warriors, nothing wrong, fight for the cause, whatever, but they're in charge yeah. of people's legitimacy on Twitter, their verification, right. their overall legitimacy in the public eye and the entertainment they produce. That is very troubling. And he, yeah, me. here's the thing. So basically, you are completely entitled and allowed to be a social justice warrior. If those are your opinions, I will respect that. And you can absolutely, you know, fight for whatever cause you want. The thing is, though, once once people start when, when the people that hold certain ideals and values manage these companies like YouTube or Twitter, and they, they have these very strong opinions that they believe are the absolute right opinion and even if they are the the well there's no such thing as a right opinion but even if they are the the, 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 the correct uh, yeah. side of of the whatever. ethical correct right side. right right i that still does not give them the right to hush and and you know take baby steps at silencing and censoring other people's content that they don't agree with this was a video of an SJW, you know, having something blow up in her face, like an SJW fail or something, and that was demonetized. And when and seeing something like that, it would be different if if all the videos had been things like, if 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 we if we had been seeing videos getting demonetized that were videos that actually, you know, it was like videos of like uh like gang fights or videos that had partial nudity and stuff like that, I would have no problem with because I would a live leak for that. Yeah. That, that that site's open for it. But the thing is YouTube, what what is YouTube's slogan? It's broadcast yourself. It's not broadcast our opinions. It's broadcast yourself. And everyone has different opinions on things. Whether you like it or not, everyone has different opinions. Some people have shitty opinions and some people have, you know, opinions that they think are right and everyone else has a wrong opinion. And and when when the people that have that mindset of our opinion is the correct one, everyone else's opinion is is wrong and correct, you know, that that's when it gets troubling because then they start to you know, like like we're saying, they're not removing these videos. They're not. Yeah. But 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 we'll it, see. <laughs> it, it yeah, yeah it's it's but it's it is that slippery slope of people get used to this. Like they're like okay, well, after a while, people get used to them demonetizing things. And basically, here's the big thing: them demonetizing it 
is just a massive, you know, almost passive aggressive, not even passive aggressive, but it's a massive push to make sure people don't make videos about these topics. That's all it is. Because it's like, oh, well, if I make a video about this topic, I have the potential of it not being monetized. And with a website like YouTube, where so many thousands of people depend on this website for income and revenue, it's like, okay, well, I can't make revenue if I talk about this topic. So, yeah, it is censoring. And people are people that say it's not censoring, I, I think that they're wrong because it absolutely is a form of censoring. Even on a small scale, it stretches out to be something much bigger over time. And can you say that, well, YouTube, it won't get to that, you know, terrible outcome. But it's like YouTube, if you haven't noticed, has always been farming its uh, creators to upload videos of a certain type. Yep. There was the big push of anti-animation that I remember just freaked people out. There was that whole like thing where the, the algorithm didn't support it. And then, you know, people moved on from that, you know. And then it was uh, videos of longer content are given, you know, privilege. And it's like, so those are Let's Plays. So you see where biases have taken effect due to monetary instances, uh, you know, affecting... YouTube's ad revenue stuff like that so it's not a weird thing to think about of how they will herd and cattle its users to act a certain way and to push out a certain type of content that they right. see fitting for their advertisers it's it's you know it's that kind of gradual it, it's like that that molding saying like okay you know we're not forcing you to do this but you know if you want to make money you kind of have to do this yeah and and the thing is it's like YouTube has always you know, people, there's always been a lot of bullshit with YouTube's everything regarding YouTube and advertisers. Because like Ryan was saying, the YouTube algorithm, which if you don't know about that, basically YouTube has an, an algorithm that promotes different videos and allows people to get big. Um, and, and it gives people's videos exposure based on certain factors like video length and stuff because YouTube wants uh, longer videos because they can put more ads on those videos. So what that did originally was YouTube when it first started was, you know, like it, there was such a big variety of videos you see. Um, and, and basically what happened was they're like, okay, well, we can't make a lot of money on these small videos. And um, they, they changed the algorithm partially because um, it used to be based on views. So you would get money based on views and people would upload like two second videos. Yeah, and then, then it you know, went to retention. Right. Yeah. They moved it over to retention rates. And once they did that, they're like, OK, well, what gets the most like what did people watch the longest? And of course, it was videos like Let's Plays and, and stuff like that. So because because people will sit down and watch a video for a long time. And when they do that, YouTube's like, oh, we can put ads, multiple ads on this. So then basically they change the algorithm more and more over time, making it worse and worse for, you know, people trying to be creative and shit. So it's basically unless you're making like. 20 minute videos every every like twice a day every day you're gonna have a real hard time being successful on youtube so well, i mean that's why kids with problems is where it is and why super mega is where it is yeah i mean exactly i mean we didn't jump sh we we jumped how we didn't jump ship we moved to something that we would have a good time doing and that would be a better use of our time right don't don't get do not get the idea that we started this channel specifically because do not get the idea at all that we started this channel because we wanted to match YouTube's algorithm. And, and we're like, oh, I guess we got to make Let's Plays. We genuinely love 
making Super Mega, and we love the videos that that we produce. We love making this content for you guys. But at the same time, it pushed kids with the type of content kids with problems uh, produced uh, into YouTube's in, algorithm in, into was the just hole. like yeah. Uh, so I mean, we had to we had to think of a way. What content can we produce? Right, and of right. course, the, 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 the shining sign is Let's Plays, and since you and I already like games, we may not be good at them, but you and I have a lot of fucking memories, and a lot of our past is hooked up to video games, just because me being the lonely child, and you being the f- fucking idiot, you... Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of that, it's also, not, not only that, but we already had a large presence in the gaming community on YouTube, and we yeah. knew so many people, we were friends with so many people uh, within the gaming community, it was kind of like, you know, a no-brainer. It's like, well, why don't we We had a lot of people talk to us and definitely say, this is a good, this this would be a good move for y'all. Y'all still get to make content. And I want to start making more live-action stuff, Absolutely. Um, Basically, we, we've, we have, um, this channel, we've had a lot less varying content recently in the last month. And that is, it, it is not because we're getting lazy or anything. It is specifically because... As you know, a month ago, we started working for Game Grumps, and right now we are the managers of, of technically five channels, uh, five big channels, and that is a lot of work. So we have not had as much time to dedicate to making you know, things like live action and you know, other projects for the channel, but uh, we're becoming more and more backlogged now, and um, we have a lot of things planned. Uh, we're going to get a lot more into doing live action for the channel. And more stuff for you guys, so don't worry. It's it's gonna there's gonna be a lot more stuff besides just game commentary. Yeah, and you know we always promise a lot of stuff, and it may take a while to deliver, but we will deliver. We will deliver. The point of the fact is, it's like this is a time thing. Uh, time moves really fast, but unfortunately, the time that moves fast is a long fucking yeah. extent of time. And, and again, it's gonna take a while to get these things up and running. It's gonna get. It's gonna take a while. Um, in certain aspects to get certain shows up and running, to get certain types of content up and running that we want. But uh, Super Mega is a continually transforming thing. We are constantly coming up with ideas, trying to work on it. And those ideas are not going to be just left in the dark uh, because I'm not, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I don't want to only do Let's Plays. Oh, it's no, fun, I mean, I, but I, wanna, I want to do what I came to LA and what inspired me to come out here and what you were inspired to eventually just kind of make your move out here as well is to make fun enjoyable content of your type of humor in a sketch type of form or in a live action type of form because I feel like our sense of humor it I'm not saying it translates better but you and I definitely have a different feel it's a different type of connection we have with creating a sketch or a vlog uh, type video than it is uh, sitting down and having fun with a video game, right? And, and we know that you guys, we know that for the most part, most of you guys love you know gaming content and stuff, and we're glad that you like that because because we we like producing as well. But like Ryan said, we you know creating gaming videos is it's a passion of ours, but we want to do so much more than that. And we have been busy, yes, but we we like Ryan said, yeah, we have. A lot of shit on the way that we have been promising, but um, it's time. Yeah, yeah, it's all about time. And still, it, talking about time, we're still a super new channel. We've been doing super mega since five. We've been doing it for five, since April. So April, May, June, July, August, almost five months. Yeah. So we're still not even half a year old. And on that note, we would like to say, holy shit, thank you guys for the support you've given us. I in know five months watching how far we've come. Um, 
just in the last five months with this channel, you know, we're coming up on a hundred thousand subscribers now within the next, you know, within the next month, month or we, so. we may yeah. hit it, which is so th that, that's astronomical, guys. Thank you so much. You do not like your appreciation for our channel does not go unnoticed. Even you know, we love to we love to joke around and shit on you guys and and you know make comments about you guys. But at the end of the day, it's all in good taste. We love you guys. You are a fantastic fan base. And um, we couldn't be more thankful for your viewership and your comments. Well, you know, you know certain some, comments. some of your comments. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm starting to read the comments a little less. I still we go do. in and uh, read them, but they make me a little sad sometimes. Yeah, uh, sometimes they hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm not saying we're being bullied off of reading comments. It's just the bigger you get, you start to get more uh, people that dislike you. And no matter what, even if it's like just block out the negative voices. Okay, I'm going to block them out, and I'm going to pay attention to the people that actually like the content, and those people will always show up, no matter what, uh, depending on, you know, if I turn out to be a, a serial killer or not. Huh? Uh, hopefully if I do, um, if if the judge, you know, and the... Um, yeah, that's uh, we're going to address this stuff. in next week's podcast, yeah, but, but uh, uh, yeah... If my uh, quadruple duple homicide, <laughs> you're being uh, convicted for a quadruple duple homicide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but the people that appreciate our content, you do not go unnoticed yeah, by and, us. We, and we're not saying if you hate our content, we hate you. You know, you, do whatever you want, like again, whatever you, you want. Have, we don't, you're we entitled don't to your fuck, opinion, but don't, but don't stick around just to be an asshole. You know, move on and do something or watch something. That you will actually get something out of because here's the thing like people that hate on the content It's a waste of your time if they keep coming if back they keep and coming back, it's, over it's and just over. a waste of the time and There's other stuff that is better for them to focus on and I there's there's always gonna be haters and yes, that's true I just I just really I don't know. I, I'm, I guess I'm just confused by the general um, Concept of it because for example, I was talking about this uh, when we were in a drive-thru for Taco Bell blah, 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 blah. Uh, Now sponsored by Taco Bell <laughs> Anyways, um uh, For example like with uh, TV shows there have been TV shows that I have quit watching I loved them and then the season started getting you know, whatever and I dropped it I didn't go to forums and complain. I didn't continuously watch the show every uh, weeknight on Sunday uh, I just stopped watching it and I moved my moved my time over to something more worth it and I'm honestly speaking here we are not a good use of your time if all you're doing is pointing out negative things critiquing is another thing but like if you're just being a negative Nancy little person little negative um, Nancy, little negative Nancy uh, we are not worth your time stop watching this please go watch something that you like because I don't, it's, you know, we, we don't want to waste your time. We don't want to waste your time and it just kind of gets taxing after a while. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It just kind of confuses me, honestly. It's just confusing when people like seeing the same people complain over and over again. It's like, okay, why? Well, you don't, you don't need to watch us. It's like no one's making you watch us. And, you know, like we talked about earlier, you're entitled to your opinion of not liking us. We get it. We're, uh, we're goofy let's players. We're you dumb don't have to like fucking us assholes and we deserve to be burnt burnt at the stake we're gross little sellouts for that sweet youtube money like we we, we get it if you don't like our channel it's it, i i just get confused overall by people that continue to complain and i i see that on a lot of other channels i see people just complain and complain and complain when when at the end of the day it's just a it's just a youtube channel if you don't like it 
who gives a fuck? Go, go, go outside. Go watch a different. There are. I think I think you and I. Of- I know what you're talking about, but it's like you like it's that it's that kind of just like. Here's the here's the truth. You and I have seen a lot of terrible shit online. We have we go out of our way, live leak, best gore, you name it. We've seen fucked up shit, and we've seen that there are bigger there are bigger things to complain about can't in the talk world. Talk about that, Ryan. They're they're gonna demonetize this video. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we complain about little tiny stuff, but when you do it to us, we don't like you. Yeah. Yeah. So go home. You're stupid. Yeah. You you may have. You, <sighs> anyway, uh, Ryan and I. You know, we've been on this we've been on this soapbox for a little while. We're we're but we're both stepping off the soapbox and oh Ryan, I'm I'm opening it up. Hold on. What is this? Oh dude, it's a segue inside the soapbox. What? Pull it out! <laughs> Holy get on, shit! Get on. Here we go! How oh, boy! Howdy, where are we? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Riding it around. Let's talk about skateboarding, Ryan. Let's talk about fucking okay. skateboarding. I used to skateboard. I used to do some rad. fucking sick ollies. I yeah, never, dude. I never grinded. No, like I could never grind. Uh, but I did ollies. I could do ollies. I. That's I, one thing I could do. I couldn't do an ollie, and I always grinded. So if you put our skills together, we would have been a marginal skateboarder. We would have been the uh, Tony Hawk of our generation. <laughs> Skateboarding's out of fashion, right? Yeah, it, it, it's actually funny. It's like it was like a an art form in a way that. You know, it was so popular during the the mid '90s and shit. And then there's well, it originated from surf culture, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it just died though. So, like skateboarding, uh, back in like the '90s and stuff, skateboarding was like the, everyone had sponsors. It was huge. It was all over TV and shit. Like the video games made money. Every, everybody knew like who famous skateboarders were, and then they just fucking dropped off the face of the earth. Like uh, I got an Uber um, a couple months ago. And my Uber driver was telling me about how in the 90s he was a professional skateboarder that he knew Tony Hawk and Bam and he used to uh, skate with like Spike Jones and stuff. This is an Uber driver, so you know. Yeah, but that shows what he teaches high school now, so that kind of shows what happened with skateboarding. But uh, I don't know. It's a, It was a really interesting culture. But talking about skateboarding, I uh, when I was in middle school, I certainly was into skateboarding myself. And um, I used to go to my friend's house, my friend Josh, and we would bust out our boards and um, have a little fun in his driveway. Like I, I would, you know, was I would, a pool parking lot. Yeah, I, I would do a a manual, and I would go up a ramp and go down a ramp. I was pretty good. Ooh, yeah. You know what I like doing? What? Uh, getting someone on my electric scooter after it was repaired because we did repair it after that great crash. The great crash the, of. Uh, <laughs> Of 2001 a, whatever whenever it was not that one <laughs> <laughs> not that one yeah not not the other great crash of 2001 you think you know after i got my scooter repaired and all that bullshit uh just take like a rope or something hang on to the back with your skateboard it was a fun time oh and someone would pull you you know what yeah. i did was i had a longboard which i i actually even still now i i don't have one in california but i i still enjoy longboarding there's a very popular rocket power episode about longboarding versus skateboarding and all that really yeah. wow it, it, i i like longboarding it's just very casual it's fun you know putting in headphones and then just kind of like cruising around some smooth pavement. i want an electric longboard an electric longboard what yeah it's they make like those yeah it's it's they're pretty much the electric skateboards except you know longer no, those kids and their electric skateboards. But I, I used to, I used to get on a longboard, and I had a golden retriever named Casey. I love you, Casey. And uh, I love you too, Casey. And um, help! I'm suffering. No, no. And uh, basically, I would put him on his leash, and then he would just pull me around the neighborhood. Casey's not a boy's name. 
Yeah, it is. It's a unisex name. Ew! I, I, dude, dude, my biggest YouTube rival in uh, sixth grade was when I when I first started doing Casey uh, Anthony. YouTube. No, not Casey Anthony. Okay. Uh, while, while she is, uh, I, I do have some personal rivalries with her. Um, my personal YouTube rival was this kid named Casey that was in my uh, visual arts class in middle school. And we both made YouTube videos on our really old channels. And we always were like feuding about who was copying one another. And, uh, God, we, like, I, I remember one time, like, I called him on the phone after school. Uh, we had, like, a call, and I was like, stop copying me. And we got in this big fight and stuff, and he's like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. And, like, YouTube was just tearing us apart. It was, it was crazy. But, uh, but, wait, 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 funny story about Casey. Um, Casey, if you're listening, uh, I think you'll enjoy this, because I was going through my laptop last night, and I had a lot of old... I, I stumbled upon an old Dropbox folder I had that was just nothing but stuff from like 2009. I almost said 29. Uh, 2009, 2010, 2011. And it was, I, I found this rap song Casey had made. And Casey was this little white kid that liked skateboarding and Ew. making YouTube videos and magic tricks. White. Mm, vanilla. Disgusting. I do not like the vanilla bros. Ew, gross. Vanilla people. But basically, Casey made this, like... So bland. I, 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 I gotta show you, Ryan. Casey made a rap song. Like, like a, not a joking one. He made, like, a serious, hard rap song with his brother. And um, it is... No offense, Casey. It is absolutely awful. I showed I showed Chris, uh, and, and Chris was just like, we're laughing our asses off at it. And Chris said that we should take that rap song that he made when he was in, like, seventh grade, and we should just make, like, a high-quality music video for it. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> like awesome. with, with us, and, like, preface it, like... <laughs> like this kid in middle school made this rap and like I just rediscovered it so now we're producing like the music video it's always deserved <laughs> and dude the lyrics are like um it's he's talking about like getting like a blumpkin and stuff which if you don't know what a blumpkin is it's when um <laughs> you get filleted upon when a girl uh gives you oral sex while you are um going number two on the can do people do that in high school I didn't do that in high school. I most certainly didn't do that in high school. I I don't remember that. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know anyone that's ever received uh, a so-called Blumpkin. Forgot what I was gonna say. I love when I forget what I was gonna say. It's about um, that time. It's about that time with them in the run. that uh, you went scuba diving with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Bitch. I'm, I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, <laughs> bitch. Classic line from Zoolander 2, which we saw um, bad, we saw bad, advanced bad, screening bad, bad, of. Bad, 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 It was bad. bad. It was very bad. Which uh, which made me sad. Because, no surprise, this is a while ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we saw, it was just like fucking back in February, I think. We saw an advanced screening of Zoolander 2, like a week or like or two a premiere before, screening yeah. or something. Um, and it was, oh, it was so bad. I mean, which sucks, because I loved the first Zoolander movie. I think it's, it's, it's absolutely... It is a groundbreaking comedy. It is hilarious. Every time I watch Zoolander, I, I find myself laughing myself into a little fit. It's, it was it's only clever. meant to exist in that time, though. I believe that style of humor is. I think not... if that, I think if Zoolander came out today, it wouldn't be successful. Well, it did. It's called Zoolander Two. Exactly. Well, no, no, but, um, you know, <laughs> I don't objectively well, speaking, Zoolander Two, the comedy and writing was just so much worse than Zoolander is, yeah. One. Oh, it was bad. But I feel like, you know, same with kind of like, I don't know, Anchorman, if it came out today, I don't think it would do as well. I feel like those types of like weird oddball comedies yeah. were very, we discussed this with like Nacho Libre and uh, Nacho Pacho, Vote for Pedro. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder how Napoleon Dynamite would do if it came out in 2016. Uh, well, see, those types of indie movies are looked at as cringy now, but Napoleon Dynamite and Juno, I, I think Napoleon still get a Dynamite. pass because they were the 
the bigger products of that time. And so now that things are basing themselves off of those, or since they are the ones that may have based their stuff off of other people, but they're the ones that got popular, uh, those are safe, I think. There was a Napoleon Dynamite animated <sighs> show on Fox for a while. I think it only got like a one season run. And it really? wasn't, I don't even think they got like John I I remember that. or anyone to, uh, to voice. I don't think they got any of the original people to voice, but it was like, oh, it was bad. It's just, that was Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, should be one of those things that is a one-time, like, a, a one-hit wonder. It it never needs to be remade, because I'm sure, dude, I guarantee 25, 30 years down the road, there's going to be a Napoleon Dynamite remake. You, you know, <laughs> sometime in our lifetime, or even beyond our lifetime, that movie's going to get remade. I, I, I'm more saddened by the fact that you and I won't get to see, like, this Oscar-worthy performance movie made about the ridiculousness of uh, Donald Trump in this election. Oh yeah, because like you know, you know, there's going to be a big. I, I don't know if it's going to be five years from now or if it's going to be. 50 I think it's going to be after now. our lifetime. There's going to be this big biopic, and it's going to have people going. There's no way this happened. There's he could he he couldn't say that. Like, Wait, oh, he said that in this time and place. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I think that was away from the mic. No, I, I can see, still I smell see, it. I see though. the waveform of it. Are you sure? Well, I, I can I can assure the, the listeners this. They're listening to you know your flatulence from the comfort of their headphones, from the comfort of their phone. I am right here on the front line. <laughs> like, I, my... I, am, I am right, right. I I am in the exclusion zone of Fukushima right now. You're you're smelling what was confined in my anus. In in, in your sphincter, I'm smelling. Okay, is, is that actual particles from whatever that is floating through the air and going into my nose? Like, like, how does it work? You know, because I believe there has to be some sort of physical representation of what happened for you to interact with it, whether it be taste. Yeah, because because my nose, like the sensors in my nose, are picking up what came out of your ass and translating it to my brain. That smells awful. That smells like that came out of Ryan's ass, which means that some particles from your ass are in my nose and lungs. Yeah, uh, enjoy the pink eye. And with that. Uh, with Matt's pink eye saluting us, uh, bye bye. Uh, this has been a, another wonderful episode of the uh, Super Mega Cast. But we have some uh, awesome guests lined up for the podcast that we are very excited about. Um, just uh, get, get excited for these future episodes because we, you know, that was one of the visions of the podcast from the beginning is we want to have more guests on. Um, and we, you know, maybe we, we got our little buddy uh, Frank Jabsey coming on soon, too, for a little more. Uh, maybe, Who knows? Yeah, you you'll have know. to wait and find out. Maybe you'll have to keep watching and giving us ad revenue. Ha ha! See ya, fuckers! Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project 
in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.